Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 2023 has been a good year for Taylor Swift. She's embarked on the launch of her Eras Stadium Tour with 146 performances spanning five continents. And then, earlier this month, came the world premiere of her blockbuster movie, titled the same. Welcome to the Eras Tour. You'd be forgiven for thinking she wouldn't have time for much else, but you'd be mistaken. In a bid to claw back intellectual property rights for her 2014 album, 1989, Swift has re-recorded it as Taylor's version, part of a project to reclaim her back catalogue. Friday's hotly anticipated 1989 album re-release gives us the perfect excuse, if one was needed, to revisit my conversation from earlier this year with a Sunday Times staff writer and hardcore Swifty, Charlotte Ivers. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, a retrospective. How Taylor Swift became the voice of a generation. My name is Charlotte Ivers. I'm a columnist for The Sunday Times and I'm also Times Radio's political correspondent. And a secret Swifty. Would we say secret? I'm not sure we'd say secret. I think it's... it's very public. The, very public, very public. I wrote about Taylor Swift a few weeks ago for the paper and they brought it up when I went on Question Time. Everyone was being introduced, you know, this is the Shadow Secretary of State for XYZ and then it was his Charlotte Charlotte Ivers is the political correspondent for Times Radio. She also contributes to The New Statesman and writes about other things for The Sunday Times, such as why millennials like her have never been cool and the genius of Taylor Swift. It's now been on primetime BBC. It's now part of the CV. I want to say nation's foremost Taylor Swift expert, but there are about 500,000 people who would absolutely (laughs) murder me for saying that and contend that they know much more about Taylor Swift and they're definitely right. (laughs) You're pretty much our Taylor Swift correspondent now. I'd take that. I'd definitely (laughs) take that. I think Taylor Swift recently has really entered the stratosphere. She's always been one of the best-selling musicians of all time. There's no doubt about that. Every album she releases is hugely hotly anticipated. The most recent album went to every single number on the Billboard Top 10. 
that has never happened before. So all the top 10 were Taylor Swift. Absolutely remarkable. And so there is a huge amount of anticipation around her touring. And it's going to be a tour called the Eras Tour, where it basically goes back through all the different albums that she has had out. Because, of course, during the pandemic, she couldn't perform a lot of her albums. So mm. they've never been seen live. And actually, I had tickets to see Taylor Swift, I think, for the Lover Tour, and it got cancelled by the pandemic. So I, I have been part of this story in a very small way. I was meant to see her in Hyde Park. Charlotte, I mean, for you, where does your journey with Taylor start? <laughs> when, well, when do you sort of become such a big fan? Well, I'm a bit of a Johnny come lately in many ways, because the real hardcore Taylor Swift will tell you, you have to have been with her since her debut album. And the real fans are really into the early country stuff. And I suppose from that era, the really famous one is Love Story. That is the sort of Romeo and Juliet interpretation of her and the boy she's in love with at school. And they were there singing it in the playground and, you know, everyone was mocking them and they've stuck with her through the hard years. I come in a little bit later, 1989, her first big pop album was the one that made her a person that I stood up and took notice of. It came out halfway through my first year of university. This is 2014, so you'll remember the big singles from it, something like Blank Space. That was huge. You had Style, the one about Harry Styles. You had New Romantics. All of these were the songs that I used to dance around with my friends to in my first and second year of university. And I was looking up the track list on this album and Out of the Woods was the song that I listened to back to back to get over my first ever big breakup. When I got my Spotify rap, it was still in my top five songs. So wow. it's never, never think about the man involved in that breakup at all. But I do think about Taylor Swift. So that's a, a sign of her staying part of maybe the true great love of my life. <laughs> I was going to say you found a replacement romance. <laughs> and for Taylor Swift, I mean, she started very, very young. Hmm. Talk us through sort of some of her earlier journey in music. So as you say, Taylor Swift started very young. She had her debut album, which was just called Taylor Swift. Then you've got other albums like Speak Now and like Red. And they're all very romantic and they're all very much about heartbreak and about unrequited love and about being cheated on. And she occasionally faced a bit of criticism in some of these songs where she would be extremely critical of other women. Underestimated just who she was stealing from. So of the partner of the man she was in love with, for example, or of someone who had stolen her man. She would be quite brutal about them. And so that she came under a bit of fire over whether that was feminist. I think, to be honest, she was playing into a decades, centuries, even long tradition in country music, which is that you do have these big feuds that these songs tell the stories of. So I, I never quite thought that that was a fair criticism of her, to be mm. honest. 
But actually, that was something that people were very critical of her for. You very much had this attitude that she was a silly little girl who was singing about her feelings and her breakups. And that wasn't serious art. And the serious music critics didn't like it very much. And I think two things have happened since then. The first one is that in the last few years, during the pandemic, she released two albums called Folklore and Evermore. And Those are really interesting because they are very specifically telling the stories of fictional people who aren't her. Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched your homeroom, but I think it's because of me. And it's very much her world building and almost telling these soap operas of other people. And that is her saying to her critics, no, I don't just write about myself. I can do all of these other things. You heard the rumours from me essentially take me seriously. Also worth noting as well that these are a very different style of music. They are very much a rather more indie sounding, I suppose, style of music. And again, I think that's her saying to the critics, look, I know how to do this. Just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean that you are better or more intellectual than me. So that was very much a period as well where you had a whole new influx of fans who'd never liked the country stuff, never liked the pop stuff. They were maybe a bit cool for it. And then suddenly they fell in on top as well. So you've almost got three different eras of people finding Taylor Swift and loving her in different ways. But also you can see the music industry changing and people don't say that about young female singers anymore. They now appreciate and respect that on its own terms. And I think Taylor Swift has had a big role in making that cultural shift happen. As you say, there's been like a number of evolutions in her career at a very young age. And I'm trying to work out why she changed and why she might have wanted to change. I mean, in those early years, there was a very famous, very public incident at the Video Music Awards. Talk us through that and the the effect it seems to have had on her. This is the feud with Kanye West. It was one of the most cringeworthy moments in award show history. It's been a huge, huge part of Taylor Swift and who she is. So essentially what happened was Taylor Swift had won the Video Music Award for the best music video and she was up on stage. Thank you so much for giving She was giving her speech saying thank you and then suddenly up jumps Kanye West and he starts saying as became very famous, I'm gonna let you finish, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. That was the start of the opening of a big can of worms. How did she respond at the time? At the time, to be honest, she just looks really upset because she is a reasonably young woman. She's very much holding back from this and she sort of goes relatively quiet on it. She does respond a little bit, but it's all very timid and all very tentative. And then you get further on in her career and you get to the reputation era of her career where she essentially starts to be a little bit more outspoken about what it was that had happened. So I'll take you through the long saga of what happened here. Essentially, some of Taylor Swift's friends started being a little bit more critical of what had happened. And then Kanye West released a song called Famous. Now, In this song, he has a line about Taylor Swift, which is, I still think me and Taylor might have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. Wow. Yes, exactly. Wow. And then everyone's sort of saying, oh, we don't like Kanye West over this and taking Taylor Swift's side. Then 
Kim Kardashian, who of course at the time was married to Kanye West, releases on social media a video of a phone call. I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex. Okay. Kim Kardashian is proposing there and that a lot of people fell in behind was actually Taylor Swift agreed to this and now she's pretending retrospectively to be upset about it, probably for attention. And she sort of saw a real nosedive in her reputation as a result of that. That's when the album Reputation comes back, which is all about being maligned and rising through it and very much having to overcome a big public scandal. Tell us a bit about her response in song. Oh, so it's always difficult to tell. There are many, many songs that could be about Kanye West. They could also be about other people who have caused her problems in her life, of which there are quite a few. So in Reputation, you have the lyric, my reputation's never been worse. Listening for the best, my reputation's never been worse, so you must like me for me. Very much alluding to the idea that she has faced some big scandal or attack on her personal reputation. You've got the song The Man, in which she talks about the idea that she's so sick of running as fast as she can, wondering if she'd get there quicker if I were a man. And so, again, very much this sense of something being off. But certainly there is a sense that she has incorporated a lot of what has happened over the last few years and over her entire life, really, into a lot of her output, particularly more recently. Coming up, Taylor Swift might have started off with songs about romance and pop feuds, but in 2018, she changes her tune and does something completely unexpected. That's after a quick message from a colleague. I'm James Marriott, a columnist, book reviewer and podcast reviewer for The Times. It's my job to explain and contextualise our turbulent social and cultural landscape in a way that is as interesting, informative and as original as possible. I can only do this thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tay-Tay. Taylor Swift. Yes. One of the biggest names in music. She's decided to... To weed into politics. This is so out of the norm for Taylor Swift. Tell us a bit about her role in politics. So early on in her career, she very much stayed out of politics. She was a country singer first and foremost. She got involved in music when she was extremely young and all of her songs were very non-political. There was always this question over her politics and what her politics were. You certainly had Republicans claiming her as their own because of the country music links. There was a bit of slightly unnerving stuff where you had a few white nationalists who were very much claiming her and viewing her as sort of the perfect Aryan American princess. And wow. she remained very, very quiet about politics. You've been very secretive about how you vote, what you're voting for. Well, I mean, I just figure I'm a 22-year-old singer and... You know, I don't know if people really want to hear my political views. I think they just kind of want to hear me sing songs about breakups and feelings. <laughs> and then you had people saying, OK, well, why isn't she coming out and condemning some of these things? What do we actually know about her politics? And she very much seems to have retreated from that until a certain point. That point was in 2018. The first thing she did was she put out a graphic on social media expressing her support for March for Our Lives, and that came after the Parkland school shootings, and that was obviously an anti-guns march. So yeah. you've got her first initial dipping her toe into politics there, and then suddenly it feels like the floodgates open. She endorses her local Democratic candidate. She also, a year or so later, endorses the Equality Act and asks people to write to their senators to try and get that through. I want to thank everyone who signed that petition because it now has half a million signatures, which, which is five times the amount that it would need to warrant a response from the White House. And then as well in August 2019, she comes out and she says that she's pro-choice when it comes to abortion. And she also describes President Trump's presidency as an autocracy. And that was probably the first time that she'd really made that personal stand against Donald Trump. And tell us about the, the sort of the, the political influence. How has she gone about sort of trying to politicise a younger generation? It's very much about mobilising her fans, really. It's mainly social media that she uses. So, for example, getting people to write to their senators about the Equality Act. She promised to read all of the letters that people put online with the hashtag. And obviously, Taylor Swift fans are constantly desperate to get Taylor Swift's attention. So I'm sure that oh, will have got a few millions of letters those. written. Exactly. She's occasionally politicised some of her songs a little bit. So you have the song You Need to Calm Down, for example, which is about LGBT rights. You just need to take several seats and then try to restore the peace and control your urges to scream about all 
Only the young was about rallying young people. They aren't gonna help us. Too busy helping themselves. They aren't gonna change this. We gotta do it ourselves. But then I'm not convinced that there's anything hugely politically exciting going on in Taylor Swift's songs. They're all quite fluffy and lovely and oh wouldn't it be nice if we're all nicer to each other and it it just sort of to me feels like a bit of an uncomfortable place for her songwriting I'm not sure she is a brilliant political songwriter she's a brilliant songwriter about human emotions but it always just seems a bit motherhood and apple pie to me to be honest not so much political not so much political no she is trying but <laughs> listen to me See, saying about one of the most no, excellent songwriters in the last couple of decades well I know she's trying <laughs> maybe that'll be the next big twist because of course she does reinvent herself every few years maybe we'll get the sort of big protest song in the style of the 60s that comes next and she'll prove me very wrong <laughs> with the, the politics I mean she's done less of it since Joe Biden got elected. What are the things that she still comes out on? What are the things she's still talking about? Well, she does still make occasional political interventions. So, for example, in the recent midterm, she did come out to ask everyone to vote. And the language is rather ambiguous. She doesn't say for which party, but knowing her past form and past politics, you can get a clear sense of which party she thinks people should be voting for. So she says, this year, more than any year in modern history, the midterm elections will affect our access to fundamental rights, basic reproductive health care and our ability to make our government work for us. So that's vote Democratic in all but other <laughs> in, words, isn't Without it? saying Democrat. Exactly. Yeah. But then we also know that because she has also spoken about Roe v. Wade and she tweeted after the Supreme Court's decision on that front. So she is still making occasional interventions, but perhaps being slightly more selective about when she decides to do so. And as you say, that may just be a response to the fact they now have a different president, one who she Mm. is presumably a lot more positive about. And when she did come out and overtly ask people to vote Democrat, how did it affect her fan base? I think it did shake parts of her fan base. Obviously, country music tends to be associated with the Republican side of the political spectrum, although that hasn't always been the case. But certainly there are Republicans who feel a very strong sense of ownership over country music. And therefore, I think they felt in some cases a sense of ownership over Swift. So she certainly did have people saying that they were going to be, you know, ripping up their records and never listening to her again because of what she'd said. I think it was Donald Trump who said... Let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, Okay. He wasn't alone on that, but I sort of wonder whether actually she gained more people than she lost. I'm not sure. Certainly it doesn't seem to have harmed her album sales. We can definitely say she's still selling records at an absurdly high rate. And Charlotte, for fans like you, this latest album arrived, broke records. Just give us a sense now of how influential she is across the world. I think she's hugely influential in as much as celebrities and pop stars can ever be influential. It's not just album sales. Her social media presence is absolutely huge and she works very effectively at maintaining a relationship with her fans through that social media presence. It's me. Hi. I know that I have a habit of dropping cryptic clues and Easter eggs when giving you information about new music and I'm not here to deny that, but I am here to defy that. 
I wrote a piece in the Sunday Times about the way in which she essentially lays Easter egg trails for fans and has them coming back and constantly questioning why did she look in that direction when she said that word. I found 40 potential Easter eggs in the Bejeweled music video. Okay, so this is from the opening scene. There are the three candles in the background. How did we miss the most crucial Easter egg in Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of All Too Well? Why is that foam she picked up purple rather than pink? What does that mean about what she's thinking and what might be next in her music? And There are secret codes, Don Secret Picker. codes, exactly. And I think we're seeing quite a mature approach to celebrity. Her having careered around, being very public, very private, very much having her feuds in public and expressing her feelings in public and big public breakups. And now she's become immensely private. She's very rarely photographed out and about, particularly out and about with her partner. But she is managing to maintain this incredibly close and intimate relationship with her fans because she is giving them these little hints. And so they all feel like they're having this massive window in on her life, even though actually no one knows anything about what her life is like now because she's managed to shut it down. So you're almost seeing the culmination here of several different attempts at getting that balance between being available to fans and also protecting her own well-being and now finally she's found one that works I think for now It's a really interesting form of celebrity so it is sort of whilst being stratospherically famous she's very carefully controlling in a very contrived way in in the sort of little breadcrumbs and clues and, and trying to give you codes into what she might be thinking It's incredibly contrived. It's masterfully put together. And yes, it's almost part of the appeal for a lot of Taylor Swift fans because, of course, all celebrity is contrived. Every time you see, I don't know, someone's popped out to the shops and don't they look lovely with no makeup, there's probably been some sort of PR back and forth (laughs) on that. And, And every candid post on Instagram by a celebrity who just woke up is there for a reason and doing something for you. And I think almost... In a response to that, you have seen a lot of celebrities who have decided to take that even further and say, "Okay, since authenticity is always manufactured, how about we go above and beyond and we create you a spectacle, we give you a show. And I think Taylor Swift is sort of doing that as well. She's saying, right, you're all fascinated by me. Frankly, you're all a bit insane because everything I do, you read loads into. Go on then. I'll give you something (laughs) to amuse you with. I will let you read into this. What do you expect to see from Taylor Swift in 2023? (laughs) This is the question that is gripping the Swift fandom online. (laughs) There are even rumours that she might have retired from music entirely based on bizarre Easter eggs and clues in her videos. I don't think she's retired from music. She's got a big global tour. I'd be desperately trying to get tickets for the UK leg of that global tour. Good luck. Thank you. It's going to be an operation. I think we're going to get lots of us with a spreadsheet trying to buy tickets in lots of different directions. So I think that will be the major focus and that's going to be quite exciting to watch. All of that being said, Taylor Swift is immensely unpredictable on the ground that every couple of years she rips up who she is in terms of her music and public persona and presents you as something completely new. So I would not want to bet. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what former Taylor Swift will be seeing in a few years' time? You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, 
Sunday Times columnist, Times Radio political correspondent and our Taylor Swift expert, Charlotte Ivers. You can find all of Charlotte's work at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription or follow her on Times Radio. The producer today was Priyanka Deladia. The executive producers were Kate Ford and James Shield and sound design was by David Crackles. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.